listening to WMKV, either through our mini holiday shopping spree last week or through end-of-year giving. We greatly appreciate whatever you can do to contribute to this wonderful small public radio station that gets no other federal funding. That's a look at some of Today in History, along with Mike Martini. I'm George Zahn. Thank you, George. In traffic right now, we have two accidents, one of them Mitchell at Spring Grove, the other Montgomery at Weller. Also some slowdowns northbound 71 at the Pfeiffer Merge. And they still have a work crew trying to uh, repair or relift a traffic light uh, Montgomery, just east of 275. Weather forecast tonight, again, a high wind warning in effect, 1 a.m. tomorrow morning. This evening, cloudy skies, some, some snow showers possible as we get down to around 18 degrees. Wind chills in those single digits tonight. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy skies in the morning, but some sunshine later on. Nevertheless, cold tomorrow, a high of only 23. Uh, then we get down into the uh, teens tomorrow night. And then Friday, we warm up to about 30. Saturday, sunny, a high of 38. Sunday, mostly cloudy, a high of 42. Right now, we're at 31 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Bina Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're putting folks just like you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. And no, despite the chatter on our fan page at realliferealestateradio.com, I will not be singing Christmas carols on today's show. That's next week's show. Next week's show will be Christmas carols. So uh, no, don't 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 expect that ever. Don't don't ever expect to hear me singing Christmas carols here on Real Life Real Estate. But uh, thank you for your faith that I could do such a thing. All you folks on Real Life Real Estate Radio dot com. Today we are talking real estate education. We're going to do an entire show just about how to get the real estate education you need to go out and make good deals, scale up your business as needed, and do it without making horrible mistakes for yourself or your tenants or the folks who uh, live in the neighborhoods where you own properties, and how to do all of this without going broke or insane. We're taking your comments on real estate education at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or via email at askvina at gmail.com. Remember, if you call in with a question or comment that we cannot either comment upon or recommend any specific speakers, courses, etc., this is indeed public radio, which means you don't get advertised to all the time and also means that we can't sound like we're promoting and or 
de-promoting any specific person. But uh, we are going to talk today about how you can get that education that you need. Joining me today is the 2010 president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati, Jim Shapiro. Jim's been a member of the board of that organization for a number of years. He's also uh, the perennial um, speaker inventory guy at OREA, so he gets... He gets a lot of experience uh, seeing people's courses come through there, seeing the speakers themselves, uh, talking to customers, and so on. And in his spare time, he is also a full-time real estate investor and property manager. So uh, thank you very much, Jim, for taking an hour out of your obviously very busy week. Thank you, Vina. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. And uh, yeah, appreciate appreciate uh, you coming in to help us here. Now, Jim, we're, we're going to try to get to four areas of education that people should be uh, taking advantage of according to their own needs. Uh, actually, we'll call it three, educa- three areas of education and one area that folks ought to be doing that will help their real estate business without actually being strictly speaking education. The first one is real estate associations. The second one is that big mass of of education out there that you you pay for separately through uh, home study courses, boot camps, workshops, things like that. The third one is mentoring and coaching. And the fourth one is mastermind groups, which I know you are a big fan of and have taken a lot of advantage of uh, throughout your career. And uh, since since you're here and you're about to take the throne I, I don't know what we call it the, <laughs> oh, <laughs> take on the right, mantle the, the throne, of, I'll take that. of uh of president of the real estate investors association of greater cincinnati uh let's just uh start out talking about ria groups what 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 the advantages are what kind of education they can provide and and what expectations people ought to have out of their ria groups well ria groups are a wonderful resource for people that have one in their area when I moved to Cincinnati, I had planned to start a real estate business, and I didn't know very much, and I'd never heard of RIA. And a few weeks after I got here, I actually spoke with your brother, who told me all about RIA, and it turned out to be one of the most valuable resources I ever could have dreamed of. It offered me uh, education, uh, speakers of all sorts and all sorts of topics, the professional housing provider program, uh, which was a series of 42 different subjects to educated in so you'd be qualified for a a state certification. Uh, And as much as those things, also the real library and the real membership, I quickly learned that there were people who were really doing a lot of real estate. And I started sitting with them and talking to them and and networking. And a lot of them became, I was new in town, a lot of them became my friends, became my uh, people to call when I had a question or a problem. And I was overwhelmed when I got into this business how helpful most other investors were. I realized that while we're all competing for properties, we're not competing with each other. There are so many properties out there in so many neighborhoods and so many different strategies and so many different target areas, uh, whether you're buying houses, wholesaling or flipping houses, becoming a landlord, rehabbing, Uh, buying notes and and dealing in the paper and the finance side of the business and so many other areas that we weren't all competing. If there was a house in my neighborhood that I was interested in buying, there weren't 50 other people at Rio wanted that house. And so I could tap into that network and really get some great input from people who didn't 
weren't looking at me as a competitor. They were looking at me as another another friend in the business. Mm-hmm. I think uh, someone said, there's enough opportunity out there. We can all make a profit. We can all make uh, you know achieve our goals, and we're not hurting each other to to go after our own. And it was just a really useful organization. Mm-hmm. Now, since we have listeners uh, from all over the country who are listening to us at wmkvfm.org, I don't know why I just gave that web address, because, of course, if they're not listening, they didn't hear it, did they? And if they are <laughs> listening, they already know what it is. Anyway, um, the real estate associations uh, come in two basic flavors. They come in the nonprofit, like Cincinnati Rhea and many of the real estate associations in Ohio, and for-profit groups, which are run by an individual person or a group of people for uh, their own profit. And it's not that, that, that one is better or worse than the other. It all depends on what is being provided there at the association. And different associations have different benefits. You know, I know Cincinnati, Rhea, and, and Dayton, Rhea, and some of the other groups in the area uh, have, have big vendor programs where you get discounts on paint and, and you know, windows and, and all sorts of things. And some groups don't. They just, they don't have the vendor programs. I, I think the most important thing about a Rhea group that, whether it's for-profit or non-profit, that's going to make it useful to the typical member is what is the feel and philosophy of the group what is the group culture is it there's enough deals for everybody and we should all share or is it does it does it seem very closed off uh, i've been to real estate associations around the country where people say no one around here wants to tell you anything about anything it's like they want to guard it like it's you know the, a state secret you know and uh when you find a group like that it's it's often hard to change that culture but you can usually find some people in the group that feel the same way you do. Right. <laughs> that you can network with separately. The the on the flip side of that though, the the member, the the investor out there who's trying to get the education and trying to get it not only from the speakers at the front of the room, but also from the other members, need to take some responsibility on themselves to do that. Because Absolutely. one of the things we sometimes hear from from people who come to Cincinnati Rhea is, oh, it's so big and Nobody talked to me, and I didn't know what to do except just sit in the room and, and, and watch the speaker. And you have to understand that particularly nonprofit groups, that they're run by volunteers, and the volunteers are running around trying to get the screen set up and find out why that light's not working and deal with the problem in the library. And, and in an ideal world, should every person be greeted at the door? Yeah. But in the real world, you've got to, go, you've got to take it upon yourself to go talk to some people. I had an experience, one of my second or third meetings, I uh, we did what was called a networking night. We'd sit down, there were a bunch of round tables, and you sat down with people at a group at a table, and you'd all talk about what you did, and then every 20 minutes you'd change tables. So you'd talk to a lot of people. And I was sitting at a table with 11 people, and none of the 11 people had ever bought a house. And I'd been in town two weeks, and I'd bought a house already. And I said to myself, self I can't learn from these people. These people aren't doing it. And I started really paying attention to who are the people that are doing transactions? Who are the people that are are really making it happen? Not that there's anything wrong with the people that, that had been coming and weren't buying it. Everyone starts out there. But there were some that had been coming for three years that had never bought a house. And I really made a point of looking at who are the, who are the ones that seemed uh, like they were doing deals. And I would go and sit down next to him and reach my hand out and say, hey, I'm Jim Shapiro. And 
You know, I met a whole bunch of people, and I connected with a group that was a very active group. And it, it really takes some initiative, like any small business. Mm-hmm. And these, these associations can be just so valuable in, in so many ways. Uh, just, you know, one of the little minor things that a, a lot of um, new rehabbers, for instance, face is they, ha- they think they've got a roofer. And the roofer never shows up to start the job, and now they're back to square one trying to look through the yellow pages to find another roofer. And if you know people at RIA, you can pick up the phone and call and say, who do you use for a roofer? Well, I don't do a lot of roofs, but you might want to call Fred because he does a lot of roofs. Right. And and it's much easier to track down somebody who's worked for other folks and you can get recommendations on it. And that's just that's just a minor example. I mean, any anything like that you want to know. If you come in and say... Uh, I want to learn about uh, landlording. Who's got a great course on landlording? You know, you can get recommendations on on that sort of thing before you spend your money. Uh, But you got to talk to people. There's also uh, Yahoo groups and Internet groups. We've got 400 members on a group in Cincinnati. People send out questions like that all the time, and they get referrals. Again, that's the the, Cincinnati Rio Yahoo group. It's 400 people through our organization that are sharing information constantly. And and a lot of associations have either something like that or uh, a blog style website right. where you can where you can go in and do that. If you're looking for a real estate association in your area, go to nationalrea.com. That's national r e i a.com. Uh, there's a uh, member groups uh, tab there and it'll show you state by state uh, what associations are in your area and if you've been to one and and didn't like it because no one came and talked to you, give it another try and go right. go talk to someone else. Because again, uh, local education, uh, local folks who know your market by the neighborhood, networking, maybe vendor uh, programs of, of various sorts, um, y- you almost cannot lose with a good real estate association. Right. Absolutely. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Our numbers here in the studio are 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. Or you can send us a question at askvina at gmail.com. We're talking today about real estate education and how to get it without breaking the bank. We'll be back right after this. Support for WMKV comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings is available at 859 292 7342. Checking on traffic right now, we have uh, no accidents on the board. That's certainly good news. We do have delays. Northbound 71 slows up around Montgomery up through Pfeiffer. South 471, a little slow south of the uh, Daniel Carter Beard Bridge down to around 275 off and on. And on 75 northbound out of town, uh, you pick up some uh, traffic between lateral and the Norwood lateral and Paddock. And then again, you're on the brakes around Glendale, Milford off and on up through 275. Your forecast from the National Weather Service, we are in a high wind warning, and that will be in effect until 1 o'clock tomorrow morning. This evening, uh, cloudy skies with a slight chance of some more snow showers. Uh, Cold tonight, a low of about 18 degrees. Tomorrow, clouds in the morning, some sun in the afternoon, and still a little brisk and windy with highs around uh, 23 degrees. On Friday, sunny skies, a little warmer, a high of 30. Saturday, sunny, a high of 38. And Sunday, cloudy and a high of 42 degrees. 
Currently, we're right around 30 degrees here at 89.3 WNKV. Support comes from the Hamilton County Park District, reminding you that now is the best time for scheduling or booking that 2010 corporate business meeting or picnic. When it comes to event locations, Hamilton County Park District offers a wide range of choices, including their modern banquet centers and their scenic park lodges. Now taking reservations for 2010 corporate events and picnics at 513-521-PARK or online at greatparks.org. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Jim Shapiro, 2010 president of RIA of Greater Cincinnati and owner of Waybridge Property Management here in the Cincinnati area. We're talking about real estate education and trying to give you all a frame of reference about the many, many, many options that are out there, none of which are in and of themselves bad or good. It depends on what you want and where you end up and how much you have to spend and how you decide to spend that. But now we're going to wade into the morass that is paid education because since the first real estate seminars came out uh, nationally uh, in the late 1960s or early 1970s, there has been a virtual explosion or swarm or something of home study courses, boot camps, workshops, seminars, conferences, webinars, any night of the week. You can be sitting somewhere getting real estate education from someone if you are willing to pay for it. Now, this is the, this sort of education is the way that most people get their really kind of uh, detailed information about a particular topic that they might be interested in. Because the limitations of something like a RIA meeting is they're 90 minutes long. I mean, seriously, can someone really teach you how to rehab a property in 90 minutes? No, but they might be able to do it in a, in a three-day or four-day boot camp. The problem is not all real estate education is created equal. You can pay anywhere from a few hundred dollars or even less up to literally ten to $20,000 for basically the same information Depending on who you go to and how, how, how the information is delivered to you, whether it's in a live event or in the form of uh, books and tapes or uh, in an online seminar. And the first thing that I would like to say, and I, I know, Jim, you have experienced this uh, working in the, in the OREA uh, convention for the last five years. More expensive is not necessarily better. And on the other hand, cheaper is not necessarily better. That's ex that's very correct. And I've heard of people spending thirty and forty and forty five thousand dollars on education and sometimes coming back afterwards and saying, God, that was not worth it at all. I someone came in from out of town, spent the weekend here, we looked at some houses, they didn't know anything about our market, they didn't know anything about prices here. Uh they were not really all that interested, but they did what the company said and that's what I got for forty grand. Then they came to Rhea and found for two hundred and five dollars they got a access to a a whole CD of contra of contracts and forms and information and speakers and they were they were just shocked at what what the difference was mm -hmm. uh 
And it's really one of these buyer beware. You really have to do your homework. You need to get some references and referrals uh, and make sure what you're buying is really going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and okay, so the weird thing about the real estate education industry, as opposed to something like uh, law school or the training that you would take to become a plumber, is that because real estate investor encompasses a whole bunch of different actual professions. I mean, wholesalers do different things than landlords do. Right. Uh, there's not a set of there's not a schedule, you know, like like you start with you start with real estate 101 and then you move to real estate 102 and 103 and and there's some order in which uh people can 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 get a curriculum for what they're trying to do and that's one of the reasons why the you know prices are all over the place and what's being offered is all over the place but the other thing about real estate education is that if you decide to be a plumber, you go sign up with a plumbing school. If you want to be a lawyer, you go sign up with a law school. The way real estate education is sold is greatly dependent upon uh, motivational psychology and NLP. And and the reason it is that way is because there's no set curriculum. I mean, you can't go to the College of Real Estate Investing. The way we typically acquire these courses is at a conference or a RIA meeting or on a webinar. And many times people get swept away with the excitement of what this person is offering, which, if you really listen, is not, I will. I promise to show you step-by-step step all the detailed information you need to do the work that has to be done to make this happen, but rather, they're selling lifestyle. They're saying, you, just, just do what I did, and, and you too can have this luxury car and this beautiful home and this sexy wife or pool boy boyfriend or whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and, you know, again, people get people get swept away with that, and they don't look hard enough at what is being offered, and does it really fit their goals, and is it likely to be a good quality product? And is the person who's selling it, there's a big difference between doing real estate investing in New York, Los Angeles, Portland, Phoenix, and doing it in Cincinnati, or Toledo, or you know, small to mid-sized cities all over the country where the the business is, is just so many things are different. It's still buying houses and doing things with them or something around that, and yet it's it's a huge difference when your entry-level house price is 40000 or your entry-level house price is 240000 mm-hmm. Now, I would, I would argue that I have a lot of courses on my bookshelf. As you know, you have my bookshelves. They're actually right. expanded now to three six-foot-wide, six-foot-tall bookshelves of courses, and most of them are from speakers that are outside this area. And the general, how do you find the deal? How do you negotiate the deal? How do you finance the deal? Those things tend to be the same. That's true. And a lot of the a lot of the national courses are, you know, they're very well organized. They they have, you know, great audios with them. You can learn in your car. They've they've been you know professionally edited. They're easy to understand. Uh, some of the local stuff you go to, the speaker is really, really good at what they do, but they haven't put that kind of time and effort into creating something that uh, really teaches from beginning to end. So I would say that there's a place for both of those in your life, but I would also say that number one, 
the most important predictor to me that, that I have found about whether if I spend $1,000 on a course that I saw on a webinar, the most important predictor to me of whether it's going to be good quality stuff that I can actually get it and go do a deal with it is the refund policy. Right. How do they stand behind their product? Yep. I've seen I've seen products where a refund policy was just never mentioned at all. There apparently isn't one. I've seen products where the refund policy is whatever the state minimum is, three days. I've seen three-day return policies, which means you go home, you break the shrink wrap, you get halfway through the book and your three days is up. Right. And you don't know yet whether you've got anything good or not. Uh, I've seen them where... It's a full money-back guarantee until you break the shrink wrap, at which yes. point the guarantee is over. So once you've actually opened the product, you can no longer return it. Or a full money-back guarantee, but only if you jump through hoops that are unreasonable. Now, I've seen them that, that say, uh, uh, in order for you to prove to me that you tried this and it didn't work for you, I need, I need you to send me uh, 10 offers that you've made. And that, you know, that in a sense, is fair. Right. You know, of course, it's not going to work. Nothing's going to work if you put it on the shelf. But the the return policies, where it's in order to get your money back, you have to do a deal with me. You have to uh, send me a hundred leads. You have to, you know, th- things that things that just aren't really reasonable and don't really have anything to do with whether or not the product work uh, are something to watch out for. I think minimum thirty day return policy is is fair, and it's what I see most of the gurus that I have gotten their courses and really gotten something out of it, offering. Why are they willing to offer 30 days? Because they hardly ever get anything back. Right. If they know their product is good, they'll stand behind it. And that's really what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Another, I think, really important thing, and, and this is this is hard in this day and age to really sort out, has to do with the experience level of the instructor. I mean, I, I know people who are super successful real estate investors who can't write their way out of a paper bag. I mean, they, they, when, they, when they put pencil to paper, it, it just suddenly becomes, they know all this stuff, but they like can't transmit it to other people very easily. But I would rather have that person than the guy who's done three deals and decided that he's now successful enough that he can write a course and sell it to me for a thousand bucks. There is really no substitute for experience. Now, the problem is, Everyone claims to be really experienced. And you hear you hear these kind of vague things that, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've done a lot of deals. Well, it shouldn't be that difficult to find out that someone has been in real estate for 10 years. Uh, it's more difficult to find out how many deals they've done because that's obviously not a matter of public record. But uh, experience is important. Um, being able to connect with the instructor in terms of that their philosophy seems to match with yours. Mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I spent $3,000 on this seminar and I couldn't hear a word the man said because he was such a scum. I mean, he was talking about ripping off people and he was, he was, you know, just nothing that he said connected with me at all. And so it was a complete waste of my money. Uh, so check, check out things that they've written, you know, right. things online. And make sure their claims are reasonable. There was one fellow I heard speak who said he'd done 5,000 deals and he was about 28 years old. Yeah, 5,000 deals in three years, as I recall. And it was just, uh, (laughs) on its face, that was not a credible statement to make. Yes. So uh, watch out for for folks who are not specifying how long they've been in the business or how many deals they've done, who don't have a return policy or have a very short one. Uh, Watch out for folks, too, who are making claims about the incredible ease of this business. 
That's uh, this business is a is takes work. It's like any business, and you've got to you've got to make some investment, and the payoff is there. And when people are telling you, "Oh, this is going to be the easiest thing," all you got to do is set up a website, and it'll buy and sell houses for you. Right? Yeah, t- that's that's it's a scam. I all mean, over the country, there I, I buy houses all over the country. I've never seen them. And most of us don't start out doing that, mm-hmm. and most people don't really do it. Uh, there are some, and they're pretty experienced, and they know what they're doing before they start buying, selling houses over the internet without ever seeing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when you hear phrases like "it's dead simple" or it's done for you. All you have to do is buy my course and set up these three systems and you will have to do no work. Come on, folks, you're smarter than that. You know, the real estate business is honestly, it's hard. It may not be as hard as what you're doing now. And it may be a whole heck of a lot more rewarding than what you're doing now. But you've you've got to do the things that it takes to, to, to buy and sell properties. They don't just happen for you. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking today about real estate education and how you can get it without breaking the bank. We'd love to hear your comments at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or at askvina at gmail.com. Programming support on WMKV comes from Cincinnati Bell, inviting you to rethink bundles. With Cincinnati Bell, you may bundle your services together, including home phone, wireless phone, and Zoomtown high-speed internet with no contract. Some restrictions apply. Details are available online at PricedForLife.com. That's Priced, the number four, Life.com. So, all right, checking on traffic right now. We have a couple of disabled, but no accidents. One disabled is located uh, southbound 75 at Ezra Charles against the uh, wall uh, on the left side. And then another disabled over on uh, Fort Washington Way, just outside the Lytle Tunnel on the right side. Uh, that would be in the westbound side of Fort Washington Way. Delays include North 71 at Montgomery, South 71 at 275 to Reagan, and then through the Lytle Tunnel. Uh, 471 slows up southbound, south of the bridge to 275, off and on. South 75 slows around Liberty, down to the Brent Spence. North 75 out of downtown slows up around the Lateral, then again at Glendale Milford, and then again around the Union Center Boulevard area. Your forecast tonight, a high wind warning remains in effect and until around 1 a.m. tomorrow morning. This evening, cloudy skies, some more snow showers possible. Tonight's low 18. Tomorrow, we'll get uh, brisk weather, brisk temperatures, I should say, but uh, some sunshine later in the day, a high of 23 degrees. Support comes from St. Vincent de Paul Car Donation Program, a way to help neighbors in need. You hold the keys to improving lives and may be able to claim a tax deduction for the value of your vehicle donated to St. Vincent de Paul. Proceeds provide food, clothing, shelter, and more to those in need. Why not change a life? 513-421-CARE. That's 513-421-CARE. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Don't forget to fan us at our website at realliferealestateinvesting.com. That way you will know days in advance to set your alarm for 5 o'clock Eastern Time on Wednesday. And you'll know exactly what the topic is as well as get a useful article from one of our speakers or from myself. And again, that's realliferealestateradio.com. 
We're talking today about real estate education, and we would absolutely love to hear your comments, experiences, questions about real estate education at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or at askvena at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V-E-N-A at gmail.com. Now, Jim, just to wrap up the uh, topic of paid education, not that we couldn't spend hours <laughs> discussing that, particularly if we were able to name names. Um, back when I got into real estate, which was more years ago now than I care to um, actually claim, it, I, I passed I passed year 20 this November, and I'm going to just stop telling people <laughs> because... She started doing real estate when she was four. Yeah, that's right. And I'm only going to be able to claim that for, you know, another couple of years and then I'm going to have to say like it was before I was born. Um, back in the days before everything was online, the way one decided whether to invest in a particular course or invest time in a, in a seminar uh, was you went to your real estate association and you asked people if they'd had any experience with the instructor or heard of anyone who had any experience with the instructor and you could find out in about 20 minutes whether that person had a good reputation, a bad reputation, good information, bad information. And people don't do that anymore. They, they go online and they Google the speaker's name. And the problem is you can't always necessarily trust what you see there because you have to understand that a lot of these instructors tightly control their own online image by having multiple websites, some of which are wow, I went to this guy's course and it was the greatest thing ever. You know, you go to some of these uh, group review uh, sites and you see 50 really awesome reviews for somebody and that may mean that 50 people really liked it or it may mean that that instructor got on there 50 times and made 50 really good comments about himself. There's really not a substitute for talking to other people who are where you want to be or where you are who've been to that person and getting feedback. That's uh, And that's one of the biggest advantages of having access to a local real estate investing association or investing club or uh, finding people that are doing it in your area. It may be you see the We Buy Houses sign in your area and you call up and say, hey, I saw your sign. I'm learning more about real estate investing. You know, can I buy you lunch? Can I, you know, I like to learn from what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I take you out to dinner and ask you some questions? Because whoever's putting up those signs is evidently doing what you want to do, uh, and that's you know that's a way I want to learn about an area. I look and see who's who's posting their signs in that area. Mm-hmm. And just as a final comment on that topic, before we move on to mentoring and coaching programs, uh, Jim, you mentioned before the show that you're a strong advocate of local seminars taught by local people. I like that because I know that they know the area that I'm working in. Uh, I got involved with a mentor. Can I say who? No names. Okay. Uh, I got involved with this uh, mentor when I first got here, someone who I now work closely with. And uh, she knew the neighborhoods. And and I had a realtor trying to sell me a house. And he said it was a great deal, a great deal. And he was giving me these comps for $125,000, you know, right nearby. And I called up my local mentor and said, I'm looking at this. And the question was, well, which side of Hamilton Avenue is it on? And it turned out he was giving me comps from the other side where the values were much, much higher. And he was trying to sell me a house for 79 in an area where that house all fixed up would be worth 79. 
And because my mentor was local, she was able to say, no, on that side, you know, it's not worth 125, it's worth 75 to 80. And if it needs 30 to 40 in work, you don't want to pay 79 for it. And uh, that house eventually sold about three years later for around 29000 uh, That seller kept trying to get top dollar, and it, it never happened. That local mentor, I, I also had access to a, another mentor out of Atlanta. And I know he couldn't have told me, uh, gee, in that neighborhood, look at this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that actually brings us around to our next uh, topic, which is coaching and mentoring, because Oh my gosh, it just just it seems like in the last 6 months I've gotten so many questions, so many emails, so many calls from people saying some version of how do I find someone who will mentor me? Everyone that I talk to wants to get paid to do that and they're very offended that anyone would want to get paid uh to mentor them. And I think the first thing we need to talk about is the difference between coaching and mentoring because the, the the words are kind of used interchangeably as we talk about them today. Mentoring is someone who is committed to you to like always answer the phone when you call, always answer your emails, uh, generally stick with you for some period of time, be it three months, six months, a year, whatever the case may be. Where coaching is a more informal you know, hey, if you've got a question about a deal, send it to me. You know, mentoring is I will help you decide what your right strategy is and help you with your marketing plan and, you know, each step of the way. Coaching is, hey, you got a question, give me a call. And there's a great big difference there, okay? Right. Because um, I, I found in, in our local real estate association, and I, I think you did too, that there's a lot of people who are willing to serve as informal coaches with the expectation being, hey, if I'm busy, I'm not going to pick up the phone, and I may not get back to you for three or four days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's free. Right. <laughs> and you're getting what you're paying for. <laughs> yes. Um, although there are there are coaching programs for pay that that yeah, people do like email coaching and that sort of thing, uh, and those are usually relatively inexpensive. I've seen them for as little as forty dollars a month with no commitment, and as much as one hundred ninety nine dollars a month with a one year commitment. But the idea that someone is going to truly mentor you, truly take a lot of time out of their life, and if they're local, help you do a deal that they could be doing themselves, is just not really realistic. I mean, the, the expectations of folks that, that, that someone's going to you know, walk me completely through my first deal, and I hear that a lot. I just need someone to walk me through my first deal. At no charge whatsoever it's probably not going to happen. Right. Well, one of the things to keep in mind in real estate education is we're learning a business and the potential proceeds from any single transaction could be somewhere between five and $40,000 on an average basis. And if I'm going to help somebody who wants to buy, rehab, and resell a house and they're going to make a $25,000 profit, why wouldn't I expect to be compensated for helping guide them through learning how to make $25,000 on a, tra- a single transaction? Mm-hmm. It, it And people, and everything about the real estate education part, I have people come to us at the real meetings and say, well, how come they're selling stuff? I say, well, you know, we charge $205 a year to be a member. Somewhere money has to come in, and part of it is through the sales of products. And you need the education, and you can't expect 
to learn a very profitable business without making some some investment. Mm-hmm. And the people that are offering you that skill set expect to be compensated. Spend, spend a lot of time and money developing themselves, right. and they expect to, they expect to be compensated. In fact, I often warn people off of any kind of um, mentoring arrangement that that is free because when I have seen this happen, and I've seen it in in real estate associations, I've seen it in meetup groups and online and so on, often that 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 mentor who's theoretically has all this experience and is running a business and is therefore busy. Is offering to mentor you not because they actually want you to succeed per se. It's that they want you for something else. They want you to be a buyer for their deals. They want you to be an investor in their deals. They want you to be a private lender in their deals. And there's there's some ulterior motive there because again, think about it. People in in real estate who are successful are very busy. Right. And how do they have time to spend all this time with you walking? The, you threw the, their, your first deal. Either they're not that busy, which means they're not that successful, or else they want something else f- uh, from you. And Jim, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one other idea out at you because I hear this a lot too. If someone approached you and said, "I'm a brand new investor. I need somebody to walk me through my first deal. I know you're really successful. I will pay you by splitting the deal with you, or I will pay you." when I do my first deal, what what would your reaction to that be? I want intensive hands-on. You got to answer the phone every time I call. And the way you'll get paid is when I do a deal. Well, yeah, I, I'd have to, it's not something I do. And it'd be something I'd want to learn a lot more about what their interests are, what their strategy is, what their goals and objectives are. So that if they don't, if they don't know those things, then I'm not in a position to help them. Mm-hmm. They need to have some basic business direction first, and sometimes people just have a really simple idea, and they're they're really looking for someone else to do it all for them. Uh, I might say I'll let you tag along with me, come do some house inspections, come you know, track through a, a rehab with me. Uh, I might try to negotiate, you know, a little barter. Here's what I can do for you. What can you know, how can you contribute? Uh, and, and I haven't ever had any of those actually happen. I've had people call me and ask me those things. None of them have ever really gone anywhere. Most most folk most mentors uh, out there who who are who are charging for their service have been approached with that concept many times, and they lo- long since learned not to do it. And it two reasons: number one, people tend to take it as seriously as how much money they've put into it. <laughs> so you can end up spending a whole lot of time with somebody, and they just literally never do anything, and it's not not through anything the mentor did it's just lack of action on the part of the of the mentee and uh you know again this can be an enormous investment of time right Uh, somebody who's 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 truly mentoring you expects to spend a bunch of time with you and expects to be paid up front so if what you're looking for is someone who can answer questions get a coach you can probably do that or or spread it among several of your local rea members you know it may not be one person that you're always leaning on it may be four or five that you can call if you're looking for a mentor i think you got to expect to pay for it I paid seven thousand dollars for a mentor when I started, and it it paid for itself on the first bad deal I didn't do, and it certainly paid for itself on the good deals I did. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking real estate education, and we will be back right after this. 
It's almost here. The next WMKV Big Band Dance is coming up this Sunday, December 13th from 2 till 5 p.m. at Maple Knoll Village Auditorium on Springfield Pike in Springdale. We hope you'll come out, dance, and enjoy the great dance music provided by the Maple Knoll Big Band and the wonderful dance floor at Maple Knoll Village Auditorium. It's all open to the public. Snacks and drinks are also served. Dances are held on the 2nd, 4th, and 5th Sunday each month. And stay tuned to WMKV 89.3 FM for schedule updates and special events. It's a great outing for singles, couples, or groups. Volunteers are also needed for the dances. The next big band dance this Sunday, December 13th. Ticket information or more details on the next WMKV Big Band Dance always available at 513-782-2427 or at WMKVFM.org. A couple of accidents uh, to let you know about. We have an accident in northern Kentucky, northbound 75 near the I-71 split to Walton, Kentucky. Uh, there is an accident on the right side. So uh, if you're heading up from Lexington, watch out for that. Over on the Ohio side of the river, an accident southbound 75 south of Paddock. And just coming in, another update looks to me like uh, it's pretty much the same things. We have delays in the usual spots. West 74, especially heavy this afternoon between 75 and Montana, and a disabled vehicle against the wall southbound 75 at Ezard Charles. Your forecast tonight, uh, cold temperatures will get down to around 18 degrees. Probably we'll see a few snow showers in the process as well, but no accumulations expected. The uh, wind warning is in effect and will remain in effect until 1 a.m. tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in the morning, some sun in the afternoon, but not too warm. Tomorrow's high around 23 degrees. We should warm up to around 30 on Friday with sunshine and Saturday highs near 38 degrees. Right now we're at 28 degrees. Temperature continues to fall here at 89.3 WMKV. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Today we're talking real estate education and how you can best get it without spending too, too much money. You're going to spend money on real estate education. I mean, that's just the way it is. You're going to join a RIA group. You're going to go to seminars. You're going to, um, you know, buy books. You're going to buy home study courses. That's how we get educated. Uh, as Jim pointed out, if you actually get a hold of a, a good course or a good seminar and then go out and put it into effect, uh, the net return on these things is is usually literally 10 to 100 times the cost of uh, the, the course itself. Um Last thing I want to talk about, Jim, and we've just got about six more minutes, and, and this, I, I will admit freely, is not really real estate education, but I think it's very important to the success of most real estate investors, and I know you do too, and that is mastermind groups. Mastermind groups are, are a really interesting topic. They are not strictly real estate, and, and everyone can use them in any business. Uh, they're a concept, if you want to learn more about them, uh, you can certainly Google them, and uh, a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich first introduced that concept. He was uh, studying the habits of very successful people. He was paid by Andrew Carnegie to go out and look at what made a lot of people the wealthy industrialists of that of the turn of the century in the 20s and 30s successful. And one of the things he found is most of these very successful people, and these are the Rockefellers and the, the Carnegies, uh, they all had groups of, of like-minded people that they met with regularly and they talked about their business and their directions. Uh, I've been involved with one for five years now, and it's uh, and actually ours is strictly not real estate education. We talk about our business, 
not how to do real estate and rather how to make our businesses successful. And they can be a great resource, whether you're focusing on the real estate education piece or just the business and being a successful entrepreneur and how to set up your business, how to operate your business, how to plan. Uh, We treat it as our own little board of directors, and we all do annual business plans and quarterly business reviews because when you're a small business owner, no one else is going to make you do that. And unless you sign up some way in a program where you're going to do that with people, it's a resource that we don't have. And yet those of us that came out of a corporate world, that was a standard way of operating. Uh, so that was a, a great tool that, that my ment- uh, mastermind group was focused on. It was how to operate our organizations, our little our little businesses successfully. Now, I bet five years ago when you were first in that mastermind group, and, and, and I happen to be familiar with the other folks in this group, and I know that um, you all at that time were all just sort of starting your businesses, that there wasn't a lot of talk about real estate, that it has evolved into something. Right, but it was also never designed to be how do I do a lease option. We may have shared our option contracts and talked about what we liked and didn't like about them, and we were clear from the beginning the how-to was what we wanted to get at RIA. We were we wanted to go to a different focus on not how to do a deal, rather how to do a successful deal, what were our practices, our best practices, and and it has evolved. You know, we got to the point where we were reviewing our QuickBooks, you know, chart of accounts together and how did we how did we do how did we do the books in our business? How did we set up our phone systems? How did we set up our marketing systems? Uh, it wasn't how do I buy a house. What what mastermind groups tend to be really good at if they are put together with the right people, if they are run correctly and committed to correctly, is not so much education as implementation of the education. Right. I mean, yeah. we, we can all go out and read books and listen to audios. Where most of us fall down is in that stage between planning to do all this stuff and actually doing all of this stuff. And mastermind groups give you a level of accountability. Accountability, that's key. Where, where you have to go back, you know, in a typical mastermind group, each person discusses some of their challenges and uh, challenges of the past month or two weeks or however long it's been and their goals for the next month or two weeks. And then in two weeks, all the other three or four people sitting there know what your goals were and you got to explain why you did or did not reach them. Um, it is so important that these mastermind groups be made up of the right people, not not just random folks that you, you chose off the street, but people who truly are like-minded in the sense that they are as committed to your success as you are to theirs, and that they're committed to actually attending the meeting and, and helping out the other folks who are coming. We did some things uh, early on. When I first, actually, I, I set up the mastermind group I was in, and I invited some experienced investors and some newer investors that I'd met through some education programs. And again, because the focus wasn't on how to do a deal, it wasn't just the beginners asking the experienced folks, how do you do it? And that, that issue of planning and, and accountability, uh, and just having someone, when you're a self-employed small business owner, you don't you might wake up in the morning and go into the next room and, and work for eight hours and not really have interaction with other people. Uh, having a place to go and, and talk to other people and get motivated, get 
get supported, get kicked in the butt sometimes. Uh, that was uh, we we met we've met twice a month for three hours at a time. Initially it was four hours. We cut it back to three, and just recently we went to once a month. And we've been doing it for five years. If you're late to a meeting, uh, it's a fifty dollar penalty. So you can imagine at five and nine, we're all there waiting to see because the money that gets paid ends up going out. We take out to a really nice dinner at the end of the year with our spouses and significant others. Uh, if you take a phone call during the meeting, it costs twenty dollars. Wow, that must kill you. Yeah, it does. All of us. Uh, it really makes us stay focused on what are we there for, and making sure we're we're doing what we're there to do because it's a lot of time. It was a big commitment to give six hours a month, and. And if everyone's sitting there at quarter after nine waiting for the two other people to show up, we just wasted a lot of time mm-hmm. because we were there on time. And what what kind of like direct benefits have you gotten out of being in your mastermind group? I think the biggest one is that planning and accountability. Every year we do a business plan. What are we going to accomplish this year? And we review it quarterly. And so at the end of every year, I always have had uh, – a set of goals and objectives I can look at and say, how did I do? And then I have, we did a monthly uh, follow-ups on, you know, what do we need to do? You know, like any planning, we want to, I want to buy 10 houses in, the, in this year. In order to do that, I need to buy one house every four to five weeks. In order to do that, I need to look at this many houses. I need to make this many offers. I need to have this much financing in place. I need to have this kind of rehab resources in place. And it really motivated us to break down our plans and really make sure they were reasonable because it's so easy to say I'm going to buy 10 houses this year it's a whole different story to actually go out and buy 10 houses you really need to have a system in place to do 10 houses in a year mm-hmm. all right very good we are getting the wrap-up signal I believe here from Mike and uh, appreciate you being here with us today Jim and congratulations or condolences on your election <laughs> to the Rhea presidency for 2010 by the way Thank um, you, Vina. next week is Rhea's annual holiday party lots of networking all right lots of chance no, no no speaker so lots of chance to meet all these folks that uh, are at the Rhea meetings and also we're going to play um a great game, a great trivia game where somebody can win a free RIA membership for the year and uh, also uh, best and worst deals of the year. So fun meeting. Everyone's invited to that. More information on that next week or at CincinnatiRIA.com. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. You're listening to 89.3 WMKV Reading, Ohio. Let's go to Fox 19 News. Causing thousands of power outages. And not only is the wind howling, we're seeing a little bit of snow around the area.